welcome to a brand new episode of Markers on the Map. This week is full of big news, like the Embracer Group's acquisition of Square Enix's Western Studios, game delays, quiet last-gen cancellations, sales numbers, and a whole lot more. Plus, we got Chambara in Switch Sports. Check out the gaming adventure on Twitter at Markers on the Map, and thanks for listening. But first, a very special cutscene from the world of Markers on the Map. <sighs> Make a fool out of me. The one and only Pop Red. Villain and tactician extraordinaire. Initiate the flashback to one week ago. He's here. Hey, do you have any idea what you're doing? That monster fell by my hand long ago. Imposter! Says the one who gave what was left to me to the henchmen. Can you hear me, NPC? What? Can you hear me, NPC? I think you're mistaken, friendo. <sighs> Look how far you've fallen, Pop Red. It's your boy, Pop Alien. And Little Mouse. Let's break this fool, P1. I've been waiting for my chance. Hold up, Little Mouse. I got this. Fine, fine. You got this. Little Mouse doesn't have that kind of linguistic capability. I... I mean, maybe back in the day, sentient beings can learn pot red. I destroyed you spectacularly seven years ago. How are you back? Tell me. <laughs> Do you really care? <laughs> Not really. I beat you once, I can do it again. You're not even a real pop. That's a nice armor you got there. Interplanetary for sure. And enough to crush an invader from another world. <laughs> Game land used to be a suburb before you came and terraformed it into this neon-drenched futurescape. That gen needs a refresh. And for such good armor, all the damage you've caused thus far has amounted to minor inconvenience. I've got eyes all over this place. I'm connected to the streets of Gameland. And you think you're a feature, but you'll always be a bug. I know what you've been planning. You sure you're up for it? Please! Even if you do know, you still have no clue. What? You still have no clue? So what's the move here? Are we doing this? I'm open up a can of trial by energy here in- Thanks, Red. This one's my favorite. You seem to be losing your mind, Pop Red. Trying to embarrass me. Pop Red. Still just a comical little nobody. And no henchman. Just using some random green badoof. He's not even shining. How about you unleash your little project? I'll take it from you. How about this? When I unleash my little project, it'll be after I've taken you down a second time. Harsh words there, P1. I say we take back that. Ooh, me too, little mouth. It's more than you think, Pop Alien. It's so much more than you can comprehend. I look forward to unmasking you for all of Gameland, Pop Red. Just say the word. No matter what happens, in the end, I 
always win. Start this one off. Are you really gonna start off with minions, rise of Gru? I'm talking about not one minion, not even two. You know how many minions? You know, cause it's Gru. Minions, the rise of Gru coming to You're theaters. really trying to rhyme so hard, bro. <laughs> See, the problem with that series is when the first one came out, the minions were were kind of funny, but then they just became like this whole thing. Out of nowhere, I don't know what, I don't know what it is, but they just they just did too much. I love minions. It's my favorite thing. Look, look over one. there, Robert. A wormhole. Okay, it's a wormhole. To, leads to where? Look, who's coming out of the wormhole? It's me. Hey, get back in there. Sorry, Robert. We had a a, a Daniel from the multiverse here. The, the multiverse where everybody loves minions. Oh my goodness. Tell him to leave, please. I'm going to cl- close that wormhole. Yeah, Green Badoof, close the wormhole. Got it. All right. Now we got a podcast to do here, Robert. These wormholes have been, have been popping up here and there. I know, ever since we saw the amazing Marvel movie, Doctor Strange in the Multiverse of Madness. I <laughs> uh, mean, yeah, we did. Uh,. Never going to spoil it, but I guess we could say how we felt about the movie. Sure thing. Just like always. <laughs> Personally, I've, I I enjoyed it because I think I speak for both of us. Uh, we enjoy uh, Sam Raimi mm-hmm. movies. Uh, you know, Army of Darkness, uh, Darkman, and the original Spider-Man trilogy. Uh, we love Sam Raimi. Um I know. I don't know. I think there's people. There's always people that dislike. It's weird because for some reason, even though Marvel people swear that they love the series, I always hear when a new one comes out that there's it's just a strong dislike for it. You know? Yeah, I don't understand why this one is polarizing. Remember that happened with with Black Widow and Black Widow. People were like, "Oh man, I hate Black Widow." But then like now, I'm hearing people just be like, "Oh no, like I enjoyed Black Widow," and like. It's just, it's just weird. I personally put this new Doctor Strange movie in the upper echelon of Marvel movies. I don't know if it's the best, but, like, maybe because it's so fresh in my mind that I'm like, maybe I have those rose-colored glasses on. But, like, this one definitely felt the most different of any of the Marvel movies in a world where they're starting to feel like another episode in, like, a TV show. Like a mm-hmm. Marvel Universe TV show, and this is an episode, it's tonally the same as this episode, even though the stakes are different. We have something truly um, more of like a, a horror movie in the Marvel space now, courtesy of Sam Raimi. And I. I was gonna say, I, I will say that I the story is pretty good. I, uh, I don't want to get into it too much, I don't want to spoil it. People no, should no just go watch it on their own, have their own opinion. I think as a as the direct you know the way it was directed and the way it's presented I guess that's why I enjoyed it. The story may be iffy to some people. I still enjoyed it. Um, but the one thing I will say is that I think Marvel. I, I'm seeing it in the foreseeable future that they're gonna hit a brick wall. 
They're definitely going to hit some. People have been more. saying that for a long time now, and it just seems like they haven't. <laughs> like no, that's something trust that's me, always said. It's happen. like, oh, there's going to be a Marvel fatigue here, and then the next one comes out, and it just does better than the last one. He, he, here's the thing: the reason why I say it's in the foreseeable future is because these are real people at the end of the day that play these characters. You know, it's not Doctor Strange as playing himself, or even like you know tony stark it's not him playing himself these are actors and actresses playing characters eventually these people will move on and you look at garlean's volume three i think dave patisa who plays drax he's saying this is it this is his last one he won't do anymore he's hitting 50 he's done so i believe james gunn said that it's the last one that he's doing like they wrapped filming that movie like the couple of days before we're recording this episode so my point is Marvel is honestly bonding off more than it can chew with this whole like maybe multiverse thing because you're adding these characters but then they're not being presented in their actual MC universe and then it's like well you know your the actors the characters you already have established in their universe have to retire at some point they're, they're, these actors and actresses will I, leave. I feel like at the multiverse point. is their way of like we can have an alternate universe version of this character. So when one actor is done playing the role, that character Which can I have hope... like, like a Spider Girl instead of yeah. the Spider Man stuff like that. It's what like the whole thing with the um the animated Spider Man movies, the Spider Verse. I hope I hope that's the case. But if they're just trying to still, yeah, it just feels like. You know, right now they're kind of in the middle ground between like we have classic characters played by people that have been playing these characters mixing in with other things like Loki tried doing a multiverse. Of course, Doctor Strange, the Ant-Man movie is probably going to have something to do with the multiverse if like Kang is involved and he was a part of mm-hmm. Loki. So there's a lot of like and, and they're, they're bringing in like alternate versions of characters in these things. And we're not spoiling anything on here um, besides trailers. But, you know, some people appear in the trailers. But I get I get the point. I I think I think what Marvel should do instead of trying to fix this whole like I I understand the multiverse is cool and all but if you the comics establish that each series of their own comics is that's their universe but they don't really collide so I don't know why they're trying to my point is I don't know why they're trying to establish this whole like we understand now that they're every movie now is considered a different universe so What's the point of trying to connect them in any way, shape, or form at all uh, in the foreseeable future? Because That kind of gets into one of my problems with Marvel Comics and a lot of times DC Comics. The fact that everything needs to turn into a crossover. I remember Deadpool exactly. 2013, I believe. It took two issues before, you know, Doctor Strange was in it or somebody else was in another hero. I think Wolverine or maybe Hulk was in it or something. I'm like, I, I mm-hmm. bought this comic to read a Deadpool comic, not a crossover. But, like, it seems to yeah. me like every comic book has to be like... Like, even Batman. Batman usually doesn't have a lot of solo comics nowadays because even in the solo comic, you've got Nightwing coming in. You've got, like, three Robins and Batwoman and Batgirl, and they're yeah. all there. It's like, let let the man breathe. <laughs> let the star of the show breathe. Because all those other characters have their own comics, too. Like, Stephanie Brown has a comic, or at least she did at some point. Um, Mm. Batwoman has a comic. You know, Nightwing, Batwing, they all have comics. It's like, not everything needs to be a huge crossover. Just like these movies. However, (laughs) this was a uh, really good movie. (laughs) I think my point is, we have kind of know that certain characters and series that were made outside are now, like, 
part of the MCU and they're not willing to continue that series, which is kind of like you're sitting on characters that I think people will enjoy Yeah, having a movie or even the continuation of a TV show. But I, I see if they don't, I don't know why they're trying to just 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 make more movies and then establish that they're still part of the universe, but they're just a different entire section of the yeah, world. Yeah, you're or thinking but, maybe at some point the fact that all these movies do take place in the same universe is going to hold some of them back. Yeah, think about it like this: there is no possible way to introduce the X Men and the way they're portrayed in the comics in the MCU because the X Men have started from the beginning you look at a character like wolverine he was born in the 1800s he was born and then obviously he's you know world war you know you got all that stuff and it's just like these characters are established within the time of the of the world for so long that it's sort of like you can't really represent the original x-men i think the yeah. mcu just needs to now take these characters and kind of put them in in their own mcu way yeah i mean the multiverse thing in these movies does give them the easy way out in doing that like oh it's a different universe where we have you know this version of this character and we do kind of see that in the trailer for for multiverse of madness and whether or not it's explored in the movie is something for our listeners to experience for themselves (laughs) Um, i believe uh, a popular theory was that very i mean the movie's been out for so long people should have watched it by now but uh during endgame spoil this is your spoiler warning if you still haven't seen endgame but i think it's been long enough where you we can talk about it kind of uh a lot of people said when hulk brought back everybody that the stones should have mutated some people and then mutants started appearing after the fact which obviously could establish how the x-men could be brought in but you know who knows how Marvel's gonna do any because they own all these characters now. They own all what Fox used to own. So yeah, we'll see what happens. And look, I don't think the Doctor Strange movie should be gate kept, but mm-hmm. it's enjoyable without having seen Evil Dead two. But if you have seen Evil Dead two, you are in for a treat. <laughs> yeah, that's in just many ways. Many ways. I enjoyed it, but. I, I can still see a foreseeable future where Marvel, if they don't get their stuff together, it, it will happen where they just hit a wall and they're just like, well, what do we do now? I, I, I can see this movie, honestly, as a standalone. Like, I took a look at it and I'm like, yeah. I really like like how, like, there was certain connections and things that were said, but, like, as a standalone movie, I thought this was the best, one of the best they, they've ever done. Like, full stop. <laughs> well, that's our, I guess, take on the more mcu at this point and also uh-huh. strange we enjoyed it we like the series yep right here on our video game podcast right let's get started uh, <laughs> it's markers on the map guys it's the weekly podcast gaming adventure where we got an interesting piece of news this week it's old news by this point but now that our recording schedule is is a little different um we can record a bit closer to you know the time the episodes go up as usual my name is daniel and I'm here with my good friend and co-host, Robert, to whom I will ask, how have you been? Yeah, been alright. Been alright, how have you been? I've been okay, too. Very busy. I haven't had <laughs> I haven't had time to, like, sit down on a game for, like, hours on end, but I've been squeezing in mm-hmm. a few things here or there. So, let's get to some news this week. I think we'll start with the big one, because that makes the most sense. Um, the Embracer Group 
they're a company that owns like thq nordic and all that um Mm -hmm. they bought gearbox for like uh 1.1 billion i i could have that number wrong but they own gearbox and everything so square enix has sold crystal dynamics itis montreal and square enix montreal as well as ips like tomb raider deus ex uh legacy of kane and thief like Mm -hmm. 50 different intellectual properties or back catalog games to the embracer Mm -hmm. group for the low low price of 300 million dollars which looking at even sony buying bungie for three billion or or, you know activision blizzard with the whole 87 billion thing like 300 million for that is i feel like tomb raider alone is worth more than 300 million these because if you're like that's a lot of money but if you look at what they gain companies teams ips all this stuff that is very cheap and it's not like these uh, games or companies weren't doing well. These were companies that were doing, I would say, pretty well for the, you know their size and the, and the IPs I mean, they owned. Sure, hit or miss because you know Crystal Dynamics, Avengers, Idis Montreal, yeah. Guardians of the Galaxy, um, Square Enix Montreal. I'm not entirely sure what they were working on, but you know they were probably working on something. And like, there's already a new Tomb Raider in development. We talked about that news story, like a couple months ago Mm -hmm. so like embracer group is already going to have a big hit on their hand because it was also revealed along with this sale that the lifetime sales of tomb raider are over 88 million units with like i believe at least half of that coming from the modern trilogy so Mm -hmm. it it begs the question why so little It, it seems like they undervalue almost the 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 game ip here it's we have people have their theories i think we have our own from what you explain what they're investing what's the other square obviously is investing yeah, the rest of that some, money that they gain some of it. square enix some of that money i guess is going to be invested probably into more crypto or blockchain nft stuff which you know i'm not a huge fan of but i'm looking at the the price they sold it for versus what embracer group is getting it's it's like the yeah, deal of the century it's like it's like how I said, man. Companies now are not how fun can we make a game. It's just how much money can we make off of this and then do it. So it's it's just that. And you know, honestly, some people are just like they're blah blah. But honestly, you look at let's say like THQ Nordic, they've been doing pretty well with like the Destroying Human. I mean, Destroying Humans uh, Two is coming out. The Champions of the Double A game. Then yeah, focus. they're, they're <laughs> they they've been doing nothing but solid work. So. You know, whatever happens, happens. It's just like if it's their stuff now, they can do whatever they want. Sometimes a, a, a complete change in leadership can completely change certain things. Could yeah. be for the good, which I'm seeing it, it will be for the better. Sometimes it will be for the worse. Some maybe like actually it will be, but I, I can see it as it'll be for the better. I'm not typically seeing Embracer's stuff coming out as live services. What with like the Borderlands games, like those aren't mm-hmm. exactly your typical live services. They've got some DLC, but they're not like log in today to do this to gain a tier on your weapons list. Like the challenge cards exactly. in Borderlands Three are something that you. can can take your time with you could go back to borderlands 3 10 years from now and still be working on your challenge card without having to worry about oh i ran out of time to do it and maybe this means there'll be like less dlc or microtransaction-y you know cosmetic stuff in tomb raider games um but like i would like i don't inherently have a problem with square enix but like i would hate to see square enix go the way of konami 
But mm-hmm. to me, it does seem like the games aren't mm. the, like like we talk about. It doesn't seem like the, like they're coming out with a ton of RPGs, but like are like if they're thinking Valkyrie Profile is gonna sell more than a Tomb Raider game would, then I, I mean, it's not. It's the point is even at this point the thing is you can't be mad at these companies you can't uh, just look at these companies as the ones like oh man these are the companies like I know this franchise that I I I still love to this day is Metal Gear Solid and Konami doesn't do anything with it. Oh, what do you mean? They made a a, a pachinko machine with really great HD res cutscenes completely redone for Metal Gear Solid. I I think. I think companies just need to start making new IPs that people actually want. Like Capcom is on a roll. They, I mean, you never know. These companies that that make quick money at a short amount of time, but then these companies that obviously still expand their company and they make great games. And you know, the foreseeable future, they'll be you know pretty wealthy in their way. Can out just straight up out buy these companies for like you know we'll just buy you. We'll buy everything you have. We'll we'll buy you and then you know. The company was in name will still exist, but the original owners just will not. That happens often because I can see if Sony is still on a roll from years, they'll probably be pretty well with with some money they could. But I we will also say. know that they're kind of dabbling in live services like big time. We'll see. You know, bring we'll, it we'll on. We'll see. Bungie. Like I said, it's like I I almost want to say Sony should buy Square Enix, but then I'm like, they well, well, they're getting into live service. Here's here's the thing. Even if they do that, think about it like this: at least it's Bungie because Destiny Two does make money. Yes, Destiny Two is for sure making, and money. it's a solid game underneath all of the live service nonsense. There's a solid game in there. No matter what you say, I understand. There's like mediocre live service games. That's those will not work. But if you look at what Sony acquired. It's Destiny too. Yeah, I if know they're going to consult. Who, at least they have the right person or the right yeah, it, group. They they've sold so much DLC because I have people I know personally that I mean, rebond DLC for different systems. No, like for like they'll rebuy every DLC for. Different oh, there's systems. no cross like, They've made so much money. No, you can cross characters, but you can't cross by your DLC. Oh so God. if you went from like PlayStation to PC, you have to entirely rebuy the DLC again. Jeez. So I'm just saying, like they've required a team that I think knows how to to make a nickel, to say the least. Um, I think, I mean, <laughs> the worst part about this for us, like this is a good deal all around. I'm hoping that a lot of the people who work at the companies aren't displaced because mm-hmm. you know it's turbulence right now, and I, I, we are always wishing for the best for the people who are working on the games and making the games, but. This does not bode well for a sequel to Guardians of the Galaxy. Uh, sad. Because I don't know maybe. if it's Square that owns the Marvel rights, and I know those Marvel rights wouldn't be flying over to Embracer Group with Idis Montreal. How would I say this? Marvel games are definitely like how Tom McFarlane create uses his character spawn where it's like at the end of the day it's his stuff, so he can just choose work. So one day he could work with one company, but the next day he'd just be like, I don't want to work with you anymore, I'll work with this company and there's nothing yeah. you can do about it. Star Wars definitely not. They had that deal with EA. I don't know if the deal well, the deal it's, ended. It's not gone now because like everybody's yeah, making gone. Star Wars games, so maybe I'm like, well, maybe maybe you, when the next Guardians potentially comes around, they could be like, here, Iris Montreal, you've proven yourself with a really good game. I think they will because it's just like it, it was. You know, people enjoyed it. I think it did pretty all right. I'm pretty sure it did very uh, well in numbers. So they'll be like, you know what, if 
we're gonna do it do it with the same team it's a different team but like i said they can just work with whoever because it's their right it's their they didn't make a deal with square enix that they had to make games with them it's just like we just asked you first and the team switches to a different company i don't think they'll hesitate to follow the team robert you know what i want to see a very tiny green lizard no well kind of you know one of those ones that go on your finger no i was gonna say is I want to see the Avengers Crystal Dynamics Avengers game mm-hmm. under the Embracer Group instead of Square Enix. I want to see how different that would be. A live service game. It wasn't a live service game. It was just a game meant to be fun. Even the gameplay, I did enjoy. I remember uh, a friend let me played it. Uh, the Iron Man section, and I said, "This is just terrible." I didn't like. I don't I like said, the flying. This is no good. Game. But I would like. No, yeah, would, that's like, like it. It won't bad. happen. It's not going to happen. But I would have loved to see Crystal Dynamics Avengers game under Embracer Group versus Square Enix because I no, feel who, like it might have been better. Who who own was it Square? Who owns Sleeping Dogs? Um, oh, it is. It's published by Square Enix's European subsidiary, so it's like United Front Games. And they, yeah, they went. I know they uh, went under. Uh, I mean, they probably still own the 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 title for it right maybe what well, well, do you think that that title went over uh no because united front didn't go over it was just the three companies oh that is true yeah so it, this it, is it where depends. things start to get a little muddier yeah because like, if you look at but if you look at it like this like konami still owns the metal gear name even though the creator left the name is still theirs they can do whatever yeah. they want with it so I mean, even it's though out of the creator's hands, probably once the once it's part of like a company IP. Well, I think I think the general rule I'll say this is because we all know Metal Gear Survive. It didn't contain anything, even though it is metal quote unquote Metal Gear. But if you look at things that aren't made by Kojima Productions, it kind of doesn't connect to that series at all. Where I think it's they can use the name, but I think the characters are all his. I think they're just like he will never use them. I think they're just like he I don't think he maybe he can't use them, but I think it's just like they can't use it either. It's sort of in a a gray kind of void area. Yeah. It's like it's kind of it's just like Metal Gear void. Rising has Raiden, but I think this is before the whole Kojima Konami thing. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Because like, that was Platinum think... Games, obviously. They're developers on that yeah. published by Konami. But I think Raiden was different enough from what he created from the original, yeah. where it's sort of like, yeah, it's still the same character, but just different enough where it won't connect too much. Yeah. Whew. A lot of stuff with this. A lot of Roller stuff with coaster. these deals, these consolidations. Theory. This is a theory coasters. section. <laughs> but I would say that that's the biggest news story of the week. Like, other things... Well, I don't want to. I don't want to diminish the other news stories by saying that mm-hmm. they're not as big. This but is a big Obviously, one, this is a three hundred million dollar news story. Yeah, when a company buys another company, it's pretty big. That yeah. it, it can change the tie to a lot of things. So, with that being said, <laughs> we got a ten second teaser trailer for Sonic Prime on Netflix. Didn't see it. I, I haven't seen it yet. Um. So I don't really. I, have... I forget oh, wait, the guy I did. that they're voicing Sonic. But he does a really he's he's got that Roger Craig Smith like almost sound to him, which I enjoyed. Um, all I'm saying is like oh, this man. show, all it needs to do is be as good as Sonic Boom. I my my thing is now now here's the difference between a voice actor and actress versus a voice uh, actor and actress, where uh, actor and actress will eventually by age get older and they're not as like young in their twenties or thirties, you know. 
you look at someone like Rob Paulson, he's been voicing the, the same man, characters the for how myth, long the now? The legend. How oh, long dude, he been was doing commercials in like the years? 80s, I think. Yeah, so it makes, for me, it makes no sense for, for voice actors and actors to leave a role. Because I feel like... Well, I it's weird because I think this is just for the TV show. Like, I think this is yeah. just a, probably like a Netflix voice actor thing. It was probably a Netflix decision then. Definitely Because, like, Netflix Roger decision. Craig Smith, I remember we had the story that he was leaving the role and then the story that he wasn't actually leaving the role. So maybe they'll, like, Sonic, um, whatever the open world one that's coming out is, mm-hmm. uh, Frontiers or whatever, like, that'll be yeah. Roger Craig Smith. See, see, it's probably, I think when it comes to voice actors and actresses, don't expect them to retire. They can do those roles forever. I think there's, obviously once they hit, like, no, because even some characters, so there's some people that still voice people, like, in their 90s. So, like, it's I mean, not Mark even Mark Hamill uh, said he wasn't going to do the Joker after um, Arkham City, and then who, who's in Arkham Knight? The Joker, voiced by Mark Hamill. Yeah. And then you look at, like, um, the voice actress from Muriel. She was voice actress mm-hmm. for a long time. Uh, you look at... Uh, Mermaid Man and Barnacle Boy, they there were two iconic actors, and they still voice characters till the two thousand. So it's like voice acting is just. It, I'm pretty sure it's a Netflix thing. It's a Netflix decision for sure. It's but not the new a, voice actor, he's oh, really cool. Like, and he's got uh, the yeah. voice down for sure. Like, I guess. Definitely. But my point is, what's the point of changing the voice actor if you're just trying to remake the same sound of like the original? I can think of a couple things. For me, it's just what's the point. But you know, whatever. I it's, feel like I it's, a it's a Netflix, Netflix thing because like. It's Netflix definitely has Netflix had thing. some anime dubbed, and then Sentai acquired said anime and redubbed it. Which they was like, it? Did they want their then they redubbed it. They redubbed Evangelion, but I was thinking like um, Kakegurui, the the mm-hmm. that anime. Like I think they redubbed that. I I could be wrong, but I'm like, what's kind of the? Do you want your in-house voice actor? It's it's probably like well, we might want our in-house voice actors on this, but. We got a lot of mileage oh, out know. of a 10 second clip. <laughs> we did. Uh, that got some, some, I, for, I forgot. But the problem is I legit, I thought I didn't, but yeah, I did watch it, but, uh, we'll see how it is. Sonic boom. It better uh, under, have it's just like, um, Sonic boom is the exact same level as the Looney Tunes show from the 2010s. I yes. love that show. It, it, they were, Criminal, they were very like criminally canceled. Super deadpan, dry humor that just hits yeah. every time. I think what's super funny is if you look at that type of humor now, that's what will people like. Yes. That that type of humor. It was ahead of its time, both of them. <laughs> it was ahead of people you look at like The Office or like Park and Recreations and then yeah. just like those two shows are so popular and people love those shows and that's what Looney Tune was. It was just like mm-hmm. like just humor like that and it's just like criminally underrated. So before we recorded, Sega had posted a tweet that said, What's the best zone in Sonic the Hedgehog three and Knuckles? <laughs> Oh, we all know that answer. And the, the first thing that came to my head was Ice Caps. Ice Caps. Uh... <laughs> anyway. Man, I wonder, will they ever make a Shadow of the Hedgehog 2 the video game? Don't give me hope, Robert. You know I mean, they won't do it. You here's know they here's won't. the thing. Here's the thing. No, you say that, but I think Sega's so down with their with their fan base. If enough people had enough traction, but like, we really want a sequel to this game, they'll do it. Okay, so if enough people say we want Shadow of the Hedgehog, you think enough people are going to say we want Shadow of the Hedgehog to warrant them making a AAA <laughs> Shadow game I in mean, this day and age? A fan made mania. Anything's possible with Sega, man. Mania is. Uh, is <laughs> I mean, it's a small game. Man, don't be opening these multiverse portals to a world where everybody loves Shadow the Hedgehog. 
I think if people do like. I think it's granted enough. I mean, I take pride in being like the one person on the planet who thinks that's one of the best games. Even no, even even if people hate it, they still like it because of how bad it is. They think they think I it's like that it because it's, it's so like bad. It's good. Enjoyable. Like I enjoyed the the whole branching. Trust me, there's people out there. Yeah. Ah. <sighs> well, on that happy note, I got some bad news. What's the bad news? So. Ubisoft Montreal is basically taking Prince of Persia oh, from the the, the India team, and it's Ooh. being delayed again for the foreseeable future. Probably going to be completely restructured, uh, restructured, all that. Um, two kind things is one why, and two is THQ Nordic. It's just like, look what they do. They take in Spongebob and Destroy Humans. And these are considered not remakes, but like HD re- slash remakes. They're sort of like, they add things to it, but not enough to justify it to be a complete remake. Still following the same codes and, and dialogue and all this stuff, but why? It's just, they did it so flawless and super well. Why? I mean... We don't know what goes behind the scenes, but for what it looks like, it seems to be going super well. You know they're going to do Destroying Humans 2. Hopefully that gets released really soon. Why take a game that I believe is one of the most classic underground games? Like, if you ask people, like, yeah, it's a good game, uh, overseen a lot, you should play it. How difficult is it to just follow the basic code and then... Just make it look real nice, and I don't know, cause now, now it gets me like, look at GTA Definitive Edition. It's just mm. like you saw what happened with that stuff. I'm not it's just like, I I don't think we should blame the devs. Obviously, it it was an am, it's like an ambitious thing. But my problem is, if Ubisoft Montreal is taking it to work on it. Are we going to get a completely remade experience now because that is a large team? Like I feel bad for the devs who worked on it because they don't get to work on it anymore. They're they're only their work is going to be built. Work like is... it's like they they were very passionate when they showed that, and the reception to it might not be what people wanted or expected. I thought it per- personally, the two of us thought it was like fine for what it was going for, but I feel yeah, bad for the team for. who doesn't get to work on the game that they've been working on for like two years now anymore. Yeah, when you put you know something so much into a project you you know you are gonna feel hurt if they take it but my thing is imagine all that hard work and they're just like well we're just gonna take it and just not even do anything with it we're just gonna remake it our way so it's just like it's a waste of time it's like is this going to turn into an ubisoft open world game now or is it going to be true to form that's what concerns me because like i know you're personally invested in this remake because you want it to be a true remake of a game that you loved your whole life and not some kind of and video game that comes out you know six times a year from ubisoft yeah, like, I will 100% to this say that Destroy Humans re- Remake slash Remastered is one of the best ever. It really, really hit the mark. It kept the original charm of the game, but still added so much new things where it was 
updated to be in the modern age of like what gamers are into now and that's what i enjoyed very much from it it's just like it added so much to give it new life but still keep the original story and feel and vibe of it and like i said i really hope for destroy humans 2 obviously does more with that keeping the original feel but obviously adding so much more to update for new players and that's what i wanted for this game was yeah it's a great game great story already good enough i still play it to this day but if it can add things to kind of update the style of it to modern age players definitely go for it but to this point it went from examples just like it went from a well-stacked essay paper that's like 30 pages you put it down and this is what's supposed to be but then out of nowhere a giant fan just blows the paper all over so now it's like it's up in the air what's going to happen and now what what they're going to do it's just like well, it's like we'll the development of this game is turbulent yeah it's like we'll see what happens it's so, all over the place and so it's just like it's up in the air what, what what they'll do that's definitely something like you you care very much about this game yeah so whenever news for this comes up it's like we gotta we gotta delve into this a bit because this is yeah. this has been one of those stories that has just we never hear anything positive <laughs> and i it's i think we're no. overdue for some positivity here for for this particular game i'm like please <laughs> I know. It's like, we'll see what they do. Either pick up the scraps and put it back together or just say, whatever, I'll just start, we'll start from new and then we'll, we'll see. Anyhow. Uh, so I guess EA and FIFA aren't having a partnership anymore after this year. So they're renaming FIFA to EA Sports FC. Oh, that, that's actual thing? Yes. I so I got, know like, that. I know um, FIFA will come out this year. So all I got to say is EA Sports FC 24, baby. I mean, EA Sports seems to still be solid with with companies. I mean, they've been for so long. Even though there's like 50 other different people that, that make sports games, it's just always EA Sports section that's yeah. always been tight with, you know, major They're the major ones that companies. have the yearly releases and everything. Like, yeah, Sony used uh, to do NBA Live, I think, but then I don't think that was well-received, so now they do the show, and that's about it. Yeah, so... 2K does the NBA series. Uh, yeah. Madden's is is EA, and also FIFA. They used to have both. Funny enough, football games, and then uh, obviously Sony does the show, which is all uh, MLB. Uh, arguably, I think that um, EA does the NHL, and I was gonna say yeah, okay, arguably, so I think NHL. that the MLB, the show games, are the most well designed um, sports simulation games. I'm just gonna say mm-hmm. that. Maybe I'm biased because I've played those quite a bit, but like they're really good. <laughs> but yeah, um, apparently the the games aren't going to change much, except they might lose like some World Cup stuff and obviously the FIFA name. I mean, but I mean, no, think about it like this: that that name brand is very strong. It is it is a strong not name a, brand. Non, yeah, not in America, but if you look at every other country, football, soccer, obviously is like the biggest sport in the world. There's people that those those players are celebrities in their countries yeah. man like they're they're no joke so it's just like ooh losing that just kind of name for it it's just kind of you know there's some people yeah. that are going to be okay with it but i think there's going to be people who are casual just like well it's not fifa then i don't really care it's like oh it's not fifa i don't care for it's it it's like you Even see a baseball game, game and you say it's not the show like there used to be a bunch of baseball games um exactly <laughs> you know stuff like the bigs for the Wii or stuff like that um, yeah, so it's just like, ooh, we'll see what yeah. happens with all that. Maybe they'll go to a different company, FIFA, the title, and I don't know. We'll see. 
on top of things that um, were shown today, the first game we ever talked about in a news story on this podcast was Gotham Knights. That finally got a release oh, yeah. date, October 25th. The last-gen versions were mm-hmm. pretty much canceled. Like, it's only current-gen now. I haven't seen the 13-minute gameplay they shared, but reactions have been middling. Um, so I'm going to check it out. I'm like, this is a game that, you know, it, it turned into what you expect a game to turn into in, in the year 2022. But I'm, like, secretly mm. hoping that, like, it, it's really good. Um, it's still uh, going to be a co-op, more like character progression-y type thing in that sort of Arkham universe, what I'm getting. Um, but I didn't mm. watch the gameplay. I can't comment on it, but it was interesting to see how it's current gen only now instead of last gens. Well, and I will say with that is what game was forcefully pushed to be on last gen, and that's what kind of made it suffer. Mm-hmm. What game was that? It was a game that... Oh! Cyberpunk! Oh! You're right. You remember how, like, we it was one of those things where people... it's going to be held back, and look at the last-gen versions. Yeah, like, I think on one end, it's just like, wow, you know, these people who were anticipating to play it on these gens are not going to play it. But at the same time, is when the the dev, these dev kits for, for, for people to use, like PS5 and, you know, Series yeah. X and all that stuff, if it's obviously, like... An example is I know Dead Rising 3 was going to be a Xbox 360 and PS3 game, but then the PS3 just was obviously was not very well. And also even the 360 is like, we wish we could do more. And then so here comes Microsoft, like, here's the Xbox One dev kit. You can try it on this. And like, you know what? We'll just make it strictly on this. And it did release. So on one end, it's like, oh, sad that it's not coming for this. But on another end, it's like, well, now they have more power to work with because it's obviously it's a PS5 and Xbox Series yeah. X title now. It, it almost seems like, you know, Sony has had their cross-gen games. It, it doesn't even seem like they were restricted. Although, like, it seemed like, mm-hmm. like obviously, the last-gen versions are arguably less graphically impressive and frame rate uh-huh. intensive. But it never se- it doesn't seem to me playing Horizon or Gran Turismo 7 that they were held back in any way, shape, or form by having no. to develop for both gens. But they're the first party. So, I, like, they're the exception, not the rule. But yeah, definitely mm. cyberpunk. Um, but like, obviously with Gotham Knights, they're going to need to step it up because the reactions I've seen, just looking at my phone before we recorded, haven't been that positive. I'd like to see this game do good because on this show, we never hope for anybody to have a bad game. <laughs> no, it's what's more sad than when people just put so much effort and still get a bad game at the end of the day. Yeah. On that note, there was also a Monster Hunter event that, that aired for Sunbreak. That I also did not get to watch. So maybe I'll watch that for next week's episode. Um, but while we're on the Nintendo front, some sales numbers, quarterly sales numbers, I think, have, have arrived. Uh, Metroid Dread, now the top-selling game in the entire Metroid franchise at 2.9 million units. Bravo. Not surprising. Not surprising, but still, so happy. And my favorite one is Mario Kart 8 Deluxe literally being at 45.33 million units. <sighs> Just the Switch version. (laughs) You know what's really funny about Mario Kart 8 Deluxe? It's a remake Uh, of a Wii U game? No, I've I've contributed to that number because I've I've never bought it for so long. And then I, like, not that long ago, purchased like, oh yeah, I forgot, I don't have this. It's a great game. (laughs) It is. uh, I'm telling you, man, they could just... The ninth one can just be like a car simulator one, and then no one will question it because Mario Kart 8 is still doing Because Mario very Kart well. 8 is still doing numbers and still has DLC. The thing is, is 
what would be the point of a nine just for the number it's sort of like if they just keep making it's a good engine they look you know fairly the characters still look very very like high res and all like textured and stuff so it's just like what's the point well i mean i I would like a mario kart nine think about it like this what's the point of calling it nine if it's just like how fifa 19 and 20 look exactly the same it's just a different year What's the point? Because I feel like Nintendo would put the effort in to make a Mario Kart 9 and not a FIFA 19.5. Yeah, but uh, still stands on what's the point if it's just going to be the same game, just basically maybe different. It's like Smash Ultimate is almost like Smash Wii U.5. It's like this is a collection of all the things and then they add the DLC on top of that. It's almost yeah. not as big of a gap because it didn't have to be. And that's what 8 Deluxe feels like to me. Because I think 9 would kind of do what Smash had to do, like would have to do next, then kind of reboot everything. Because 8 is turning into a celebration of all things Mario Kart instead of just being its own self contained little space. Man, what if this is going to be like Mar- it's gonna be like Mortal Kombat 9, where it's not taking called Mario Kart 9, it's just called Mario Kart, and it'll just be like completely different and just be a remake of the original three mario karts i mean that's what i think the next smash bros is gonna be so uh i i don't think it's obviously the whole point is if you release a new version of a game it has to be different not just you know hd or the way it runs i'm talking completely different graphics and character Mm -hmm. models 100 percent. there's no point of just being like it looks better like yeah it looks better but it's the same game from last couple seasons it's like nintendo has to do a mario kart 9 that isn't like a splatoon 3 where the feel of it is generally the same despite yeah definitely splatoon 3 is going to have some new stuff but like it's the same gen as splatoon 2 and what we're seeing is like it's more splatoon what i want for mario Mm -hmm. kart 9 is to look at it and not say that's just more Mario Kart 8. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, definitely if they're going to do a 9, completely different models, completely different uh, way the carts feel, maybe customization, new items, different items, returning items, cool. you know. Maybe a different, different look or a different style. 100%. Like a different... Yeah, like, like I said... Like a cell shaded would be cool. Like I said, like I said last time, like, joking-wise, like, I could say, like, if 9 was a simulation, the thing is, it would be Mario Kart 9 then, because it's, like, it is a different game. It's not the same one, like, 8. Mario so Turismo like, 9, the real driving yeah, simulator. Stuff like that. So, hopefully, if they do make a ninth one, it has to be different, because then it's just, like, what was the point of just slapping the 9 on top of a game that's just 8 all over again? Now, other interesting things here on the list, uh... Brilliant Diamond and Shining Pearl are now the 8th highest selling Switch game despite only having launched in November last year. They are at 14.65 million units. They've outsold Mm -hmm. Let's Go Pikachu and Eevee. Sword and Shield are still 5th highest selling Switch games though. Animal Crossing is number 2 but it's it's way behind Mario Kart 8 at 38, like almost 39 million units. And, uh, Smart Kart 8 appeals to everyone. I mean, it's you'd say it has legs, but it's got wheels. <laughs> yeah, but no, it, it appeals to everyone. That's why it's always yeah. still going to be number one game for a long time. It appeals to any group of people, no matter what. It could be, it could appeal to a, a eight year old playing Mario Kart for the first time, and it appeals to a college kid stressing about their finals and just want to play a couple rounds of Mario Kart to get ease off the tension. It appeals to everybody. Yeah. To Someone who's 80 years old and they're still retired and they're still playing Mario Kart. And rounding out the top 10 here, we have Ring Fit Adventure. Actually a top 10 seller. 
on the that's Switch. That's crazy. <laughs> Ring Fit Adventures in 14 the top point, 10. That's crazy, uh, actually. 14.09 million units. So those are just... The, I love when the sales numbers for the Switch games comes out because there's always something on there that you like. Like Super Mario Party, not the new one. The first one is like on there, on the top 10. So, mm-hmm. hey, those Nintendo games sell. Anyway, Fall Guys have taken team games out of the main game rotation. Just wanted to toss that oh, in yeah. at the end of news. Just yeah. toss it in real quick. Uh, finally. That's just a uh, last thing. Let's thing go! Just, uh, finally. Yeah. Just, <laughs> oh, finally, man. That That's because it's just so heartbreaking if you're on a, a winning streak and then now it's a and team game. Team now your Now you only have yourself people. to blame, Fall Guys fans. Yeah. It's now it's like you can't just be like, oh, my team. If I could have been in the finals, it wasn't for my team. It's like, no. Now it's all based on your skills now so that's good anyway every week me and robert do a segment called pokemon drip we have been looking at the player characters from the mainline series pokemon games and since sword and shield is the most recent in that group we'll be moving on to probably gym leaders or rivals uh in the weeks uh following this episode but right Mm -hmm. now we're gonna look at victor and gloria from pokemon sword and shield for our quick weekly pokemon drip segment now, Victor, I th- again, these are all base uh, looks in in Pokemon Sword and Shield. You can change these characters to be whatever you want, basically. But like as it stands, these are definitely the most plain looking trainers, and they definitely have a more mature feel to them. But like Victor, I don't. It's not drip to me. <laughs> say this. I'll say this. I don't like any of the designs. Either one. I, I dislike both of them. Okay, so we're going to have a, we're going to disagree on yeah. one of them here, but Victor, I'm not. Like, I don't like his no, hat. So, <laughs> no, the one thing I will say, his hat, no. I don't like his beanie at all. The beanie is very terrible. It's not the color. The colors are fine. I think the colors are, are honestly fine. What it is, is just the style of clothing, what it is. I'm like, it just, it doesn't work with me. It's like ripped jeans and then like a green flannel like what is that green thing that he's holding or that is like his flannel under but then like that's the only thing that shows of that flannel and then it's just a pop collar red like long sleeve but like cut like i don't know what that is a, a polo it's, it's just super weird it's not even like design like it's not like a designer type of fashion it's just like weird fashion uh, I, just don't I don't really like <laughs> I don't know if he's folding his jeans like at the very bottom. I don't know if it's just like he's folding them. For, for me, at least personally, I don't like that. Some people I, can get away with it, but I think majority of people just don't get away with it that much. Uh, I forgot what the term is of doing that. It's like slipping my mind, but I know there's a term for it. But if he's folding them on purpose, it just doesn't work for me. I'm going to say, uh, if we have to give a number, a one Badoof out of five. See, the thing is, I'm telling you, man, whenever we do these and then I go back and look at some ones we've done in the past, I'm just like, actually, they weren't that bad. I enjoyed it. I think mine have been pretty consistent with how I feel, but again, that's I changed my opinion on a lot lot of them, but I think this one I will not change my opinion in the long run. It's just like, I just do not like the way the clothes look. The colors are fine. Mm -hmm. It's the look I dislike. Well, then let's look at Gloria because I'm I'm curious to what you don't like about her design because I think that the gray and the pink – they do something really cool. Like, like the hat, honestly, I would change the hat. It's not my favorite type of hat for the trainer. But, like, everything about this is, like, very stylish. This is a stylish, like, of course, these are the modern mm. Pokemon games. So you'd expect this to be, like, a more modern style of clothing. I'm like, yeah, I could see somebody, like, dressing like that and look really cool. No. I, uh, the brown boots, mm, whatever. 
don't like the socks. They're they're green flannels. I don't know if they're like I don't know if that like I don't know. I just don't like how it's like as somebody who wears green flannels, I'm offended. It's not the green flannel. It's that the green flannel doesn't match with anything else on the on the on the outfit. Like Except that the hat, pink right? does not match with that. Maybe the hat, but that's about it. But they're two completely different. Like they're too far apart to really notice because you look at the pink and then the shoes. Those are like obviously like because it's mostly a skirt because his entire dress with the skirt. Or I don't know. It could be a, a skirt and it's just a pink shirt, but we don't know because there's a giant like coat. Or I guess sweater over it. I just I just dislike both of these designs. It's I feel like with the top one, it's the it's the design of it, not the colors. But I feel like with this one, it's just it's everything. It's the color and the design. I don't agree with it. Well, I personally give it a four out of five. I give both of them two because they're not the worst colors, but it's just actually i might even say that it's the colors that bother me on the second one maybe it's like the dress everything is about it's fine it's the colors that that offend me Mm. i'm just like it just doesn't work for me well you should see my character in pokemon sword and shield i've told you this but on on podcast marnie hair gold jumpsuit kanye west glasses (laughs) from stronger (laughs) it's the it's the drip to end all drips anyway so a little disagreement there, Andre. But one thing we can all agree on is that Nintendo Direct rumors are often wild. Yeah, they're always crazy on our show. Hear this out. A hero shooter. Wait for it. In the Deke universe. Deke. The studio that brought us the iconic Sonic Underground. Sonic Underground, where they made a vow their mother would be found. You got Care Bears. Okay. You got Alf the Animated oh, man, Series. Care Bears. You Alf. got um, Karate Kid, the animated series, Super Mario Bros. Super series? Show, Legend of oh, Zelda, about that. G.I. Joe, nineteen eighty nine. Oh man, Deke! I don't know. People don't even know what that is, dude. You're saying these name, this company, but no one remembers that company if they're younger than it, us. It doesn't exist anymore, guys. It closed nope. in two thousand eight. Captain Planet. Two thousand eight. Captain Planet alone. Yep. Come on, Captain Planet could be the DPS. No, <laughs> no, I hate Captain Planet. I don't like Captain Planet. I despise Captain Planet because the message is fine. But that show got SWAT ads canceled because they're like, but look at this nice show. It's about saving the planet. I like this show. I'm like, man, SWAT ads is criminally underrated. You know what didn't get SWAT ads canceled? Street Sharks, baby. Nah, Street Sharks would have Street Sharks and Swatcats would have aired back to back if they were on the same time slot. Oh yeah, because they were around the same time, right? Yeah, they definitely. I think could have been like first the Swatcats, then Street Sharks, and then like everything else. So I'm saying I could definitely see that these guys are apparently going to be in a hero shooter. So like, obviously you got Sonic, Sonya, and Manic. Mm-hmm. They could use their Mario, you know, instruments. Mario could throw things. Uh. <laughs> The street sharks could be like your tanky characters or melee based characters. I I really actually think these characters would work good in a in a hero shoot. Do you remember how Mario sounds like? Yes, I do. Yeah, she sounds so funny. He's so, how how does like no Luigi? We can't go there. And just like Luigi's just like oh Mario. It's just like it's super weird just hearing them like they're completely different. I know dynamic, they don't sound but... like you'd expect back in there. Um. We've also got, like, the original dub of Sailor Moon that aired on Toonami. That was a deke. 
Oh um, man, that was a deep. Pro- it had like live action segments somewhere. Did it or was Wasn't that, that the a thing? That was like something they did. The cancel one, was right? The- I've heard that. I don't think it was on the Toonami right? version, but I think you're. I th- it. I think you're right. I know, Deke <laughs> had the original, and it was all. An- but then they would have live action segments. Yeah. In between, I don't like, know like, if it was like if Power those were specifically aired on Toonami, but I remember hearing something about that. It's basically like Power Rangers, but with an anime. And they also have the real Ghostbusters, which, like, yes, yeah, the real Ghostbusters, but it ain't filmation Ghostbusters with the ain't with the, the with Ghostbusters. The, the ape. Yeah. What the what what is it? Is it a gorilla? What what is it? I think it's a gorilla. It's a good show. Is it a gorilla? At least it has a good opening theme. But it ain't the real Ghostbusters. Mm. It's just Ghostbusters. From the company that brought you He Man, baby. <laughs> hey, Robert. No, but so, a hero shooter? You know what you could call this game? A hero shooter in the Deke world? What could we call it? You could call it the incredible world of Deke presents heroic shooter. That's a nice that's a nice <laughs> name. <laughs> With a 6v6, uh, 12 map starter pack, uh, beta codes coming out. We'll see and, when that and happens. And you could you could make the sequel to it take place six hours later and also um, <laughs> We're gonna turn have into to a 5v5. Name of one, of one of the street sharks, we have to completely change the name. You change the name of Heathcliff the cat because it's too close to a character from Weathering Heights. <laughs> a book. <laughs> that i have read and enjoyed anyway oh man news was pretty big this week wasn't it it was we got through we got a lot of things to say news usually goes by really quick it hasn't been lately it's been we've been on it with the news lately but i i have i mean i'm looking at the list of games i have for our list today so um i'll choose one to close out our episode with there's something i want to get into a big discussion on so i'll 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 save it but let me talk about switch sports so Switch Sports, finally talking about it, and since we've only got a few minutes left on our recording hour, uh, I'm definitely going to bring it up later. But I have played Switch Sports, but I have mm-hmm. only played the Chambara, the sword fighting. <laughs> That's literally the only thing I've spent any time with on because I'm so into it. Like I'm like almost A rank at this point, which is the highest rank in the sword fighting on, uh-huh. the, on the online rankings, and I don't know... like. I feel like you can tell who's like a Wii Sports veteran because you can use your me in that game and who's like mm-hmm. who might be like new to games with something but like once you get to the high ranks you're like really having to defend and block and you know kind of play this game of chess with the swords between mm-hmm. you and your opponent. So the gist of it is you take your Joy-Con and you you know you move it left and right to block or you can slash forward diagonally or from each side to attack your opponents and then it would be their job to block it or your job to block it there's also a charge sword which gets more powerful the more you block and a two-handed sword i've only mm-hmm. used the regular sword I've, I've put like five or six hours into this and i've only used the regular sword because it's so fun um, but basically, it's like really good one-to-one motion. Like the Wii did not have this until Motion Plus came out. So like it does read every little move you make. So you can like spam moving in a direction, and like it's all reflected very quickly. So if your opponent quickly changes their guard before you do your attack, and it it doesn't break the guard, like it'll happen instantly. It's basically three rounds or two if you win both of them of you and your opponent swinging swords and blocking it's it's pretty basic but like as somebody who's had pretend sword fights 
you know back in childhood this is like a dream come true it actually feels like you're you know playing a star wars game almost where you have a lightsaber and, you, and everything moves very naturally and i've just i've fallen in love with the game what i will say it, it's it does have that element of a live service where you are kind of on a timer to get certain cosmetics however the xp to gain a level is always 100 and you always get 30 or more from every round of sword fighting you play so i've almost filled out three complete battle passes by now um because there's three as it stands and i think one of them's about to expire so like i'm not i'm not big on on that i wish you could just unlock the cosmetics in game but like the mm -hmm. online so far for me has been seamless and i like when you get like the same person a couple times in a row because it's like a rivalry starts building and like you can do little emotes to react to your opponent and they'll react to you and it's kind of fun i mean i'm just having a lot of fun playing the sword fighting and i haven't tried the soccer or the tennis or any of that stuff because the sword fighting has been very engaging it's gotten me to you know stand up and and move around and like it's it's like the fighting game equivalent of popping off when i win except i'm already standing because i'm like let's go and i'm like jumping around i'm like moving around the room it's kind of funny but they don't make a game like this anymore so it's kind of like yeah i'm having some nice classic <laughs> it's, fun it's still it's just i uh, man it's just like hopefully i will say this it gets a lot of the what seems like the new uh, love from these games where they get updates and dlc later yeah, on where maybe they golf, add new game i modes. know for sure but i'd like to see them add more because like it's a 40 dollar package digital 50 for the physical uh -huh. and like six sports it's like let's you know come on you know i think we're at a, at a good point with dlc where it, it's no longer just like one game full price and then only four dlc and then it's just like all right we'll go to, we'll make the next one and same thing copy and pasted where now it's just like dlc can come for a game like mario kart where it went from dlc to then where all dlcs in the new game but then out of nowhere just like a couple years later oh more dlc way more cards yeah, and all this the stuff and way more tracks for 25 yeah. bucks so hopefully in the foreseeable future if it does super well they start adding some new because games now are, are so connected to to development uh development teams where they can add things to games on the spot you know patch update or something like that yeah. and just keep adding all this new stuff so hopefully that happens with like the wii sports games and i don't mind the design of the characters i actually think they look pretty cool i know some people are like oh they're not me's and they look weird but i'm like mm -hmm. honestly like remember i was talking about i i had the the game last time we recorded and i was like i'm looking at the box here the characters look fine to me so there's a lot of personality to them I'm not mm -hmm. a fan, like I said, of how the cosmetic items are presented to you and how you have to earn them instead of just being able to choose the ones that you want. But small complaint when I'm having a lot of fun basically playing Star Wars lightsabers with somebody from, a, you know, across the world with one-to-one -one movement. And now a special shout out to our old nemesis technical difficulties for eliminating the last two minutes of our recording as we were just about to sign off um so i'll go ahead and do that right here thank you so much for listening as always and you can follow our twitter at markers on the map where you'll get our podcast links on apple podcasts google podcasts spotify and our podbean site and we will be back next week with whatever news and games are, are currently happening so i guess there's not much left to say aside from something I'm pretty sure I've said before, and that is that the real Radiant Historia Perfect Chronology was the friends we made along the way.
So we'll see you next time. Bye.